Hello, it's Bernard Nomberg with the Nomberg Law Firm with another episode of Nomberg Law Live podcast. Each week we have interesting conversations with people in their areas of expertise. My friend and fellow lawyer from Gadsden, Gina Coggin, is my guest this week. We talk about faith and family with her family-based law practice. Gina handles workers' compensation cases, and she and her father handle all kinds of cases on throughout the state. What a fun discussion, meaningful discussion that I had with Gina. We hope you'll enjoy this episode. If you like this episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating and a review, and subscribing will ensure that you get each podcast as they come out on a weekly basis. Thank you again. same show. It's Bernard Nomberg with Nomberg Law Live, and it's a Wednesday. I'm in Etowah County, and I'm with my friend Gina Coggin. How are you today, Gina? Good morning. I'm great. How is everyone today? I'm so glad that you've got a few minutes. We're squeezing in our conversation in between mediations and meetings and all kind of good stuff going on, but we have a great conversation for us today. Gina is a longtime practitioner here in Etowah County. She practices with her dad, John. And before I butcher anything else, I do want to share that she is also the incoming, newly sworn in president of the Alabama Association for Justice, ALAJ. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you. Yes, just a, an amazing thrill mm-hmm. and uh, just a huge honor. So we're going to have a great year this year. We, we certainly are. For those of you who don't know Gina or her firm or her dad, they've been practicing here for many years and representing folks who get hurt on the job who are just those who are in need. And that's why or how Gina and I became friends years ago. And we serve on the same organizations and sometimes committees and we fight the good fight. But we are here because there's a certain component of Gina's practice, of Gina's life that she and her dad uh, in their practice here at the Coggin Law Firm. And we're here in the deep south. You guys know we're in Alabama. This is the Bible Belt of America. And religion, regardless of whatever your practices and your beliefs are, that is an important component of most folks' daily lives. So, Gina, before we dive into your practice, talk a little bit about why faith is important to you, how you incorporate it into your daily life, and and how it's driven your practice a little bit. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, here's something I think that a lot of people forget. Mm -hmm. Whenever you begin your day... You don't walk into your office and check your beliefs and your belief system at the door. Mm -hmm. So we have always viewed our law practice as an aspect of ministry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have people who come in, as you know, that Mm -hmm. we can't help. But that doesn't mean that they can't leave our office feeling better about themselves, about their situation, about life in general, uh, than they did when they first walked in. Mm -hmm. And so... The, the strange thing about it is sometimes the people that we are best able to help are those that come in, they just want you to listen to them. Nobody's listened to them. Mm-hmm. Doctors haven't listened to them, perhaps. Uh, their family doesn't understand. You may not be able to help them from a legal standpoint, mm-hmm. but that gives us an opportunity to just pray with them, to listen to them, 
to, to just give them a better understanding of their situation. And sometimes that's all people want. They want to be heard and they want to understand their situation better. And, and sometimes you end up not getting them, or I shouldn't say it that way, you end up not signing them as a client. They don't necessarily become your attorney for whatever the matter was that came into the office, but maybe you make a new friend. Right. Maybe right. you make an impression on the person, but what you just said I think is so important. You're giving them an audience mm -hmm. because if the whole world in their mind seemed to be against them, but you take those 10 minutes or that 30 minutes, whatever it is, and you listen to their story. Yes. It's amazing at how people just need an opportunity to be heard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they come in to see you, uh, they perhaps it's a social security client mm -hmm. and they don't understand why they can't work because they want to be able to work, but mm -hmm. their body just won't do what they need it to do. Yep. Or they can't find a job with the restrictions mm -hmm. that they have. Mm -hmm. And so you begin this long process with them, perhaps sign mm -hmm. them up as a social security client, but you also have to understand that's not a quick resolution for them. And so mm -hmm. you do need to spend more time with them sometimes mm -hmm. yeah. just to give them that opportunity to talk. It, it is. It, it's, they may come in a little bit scared because they're talking to lawyers for the first time, yes. a little bit angry at their situation in life, right. maybe even a little combative at times because you're now the person absorbing all of their emotion. But, sure. at, the, but at the end of the process, hopefully you've heard them out. Mm -hmm. You're able to answer a few uh, questions and maybe things they hadn't thought about. But let's, I want to, I want to get back to, to the, the approach that your father and you have mm -hmm. developed in your practice and with your personnel here in the office and in the community, what you guys are known for, sure. because these are the people who need the representation the most. That's who we represent. Right, right. <clears throat> so we have a pretty diverse office. My dad has, um, is a retired judge. Mm -hmm and has always done domestic work and mm -hmm. some criminal work and um, just some wills and estates. And so I have the other extreme, like you just mentioned, mm -hmm. we do social security, we do work comp, we do some personal injury, um, and occasionally some employment discrimination. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you, you, you get clients who come in, they know you because of something. So. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband is a pastor. I am our kids um, kids coordinator at our, our Gadsden Church of the Highlands campus. Mm -hmm. And so when, when people come in uh, who we know from outside in the church area, they anticipate you being the same person they see at church. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important for us to be as transparent as we can about who we are. So... I'm not going to be any different on a Sunday than I mm -hmm. am on a Wednesday mm -hmm. or a Tuesday. You're going to get the same Gina, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're going to get the same one who has the same energy mm -hmm. and sometimes the same um, excitement and perhaps aggression <laughs> if, if someone is being wrong. Right. And that's what right. we do. We try to help those who can't help themselves mm -hmm. right or wrong. And, and that's what we all do. That's sure. what we strive to do as lawyers who represent victims, mm -hmm. injured workers, injured individuals. Um, and, and 
I have a, a my background. I went to University of Alabama. My background uh, was in psychology, mm-hmm. and my father was very right that 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 profession mm-hmm. just kind of paved the way for me to be a good trial lawyer. <laughs> so. Well, I was going to say that it's, it's you come you come by your profession uh, honestly, and that your dad just had so many great years in helping folks, and, and as well as being a judge in this part of our state. And none of these cases, uh, when they first walk in the door, the potential cases uh, are never as, as simple as we would like them right. to be. There's no perfect case, is what we like to say. But the great thing that your dad and you have, have been able to develop is by dispensing a little bit of that, I'm going to call it some therapy, Right. Some, some listening. Yes. And, and you're starting to gain a little trust with the potential person who's maybe a client sitting across the table from you. And then that grows in the community. Right. Now, you've done that beautifully for so many years. I love your passion. When we have our conference calls or lunches or we go to these conferences, uh, I always know that Gina is going to bring Gina to the table. And that's a great thing. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about ALAJ and why it's important to you and has been important to you and your dad and, and our firm and many other firms that so much so for you that you've ascended up the uh, the officer's order. So now we refer to you as Madam President or other variations of that for this <laughs> next year. And we're very, very happy and pleased that we know that we're in good hands with you. But why has it been important? First, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all of the um, confidence that people have have instilled in me mm-hmm. for this for this uh, year and for this position. I think that the everyday Alabamian has no idea what can happen in any given legislative mm-hmm. session. We battle bills that would give immunity to wrongdoers. Mm-hmm every single day of the of the of the legislative session and it's not necessarily that our legislators want to immunize wrongdoers Mm -hmm. there are unintended consequences that they perhaps don't know and haven't really thought about and our goal is to ensure that we protect the citizens of Alabama We also are very, um, very geared toward good lawyers and good law. We don't want to have a a bar association out there of of trial lawyers who are not well equipped in the courtroom. We want to make sure that when a member of our organization walks into that courtroom, they have had the best... um, the best training through seminars, through mm-hmm. associations with other amazing lawyers who have already been there and done that. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, I'm very, very proud of the work that the Alabama Association for Justice does. We try to ensure that whenever we're either dealing with the legislative process or with anything in, in the judicial process, mm-hmm. that we are helping and not hurting. And, and so a lot of times, will come in, let's just say, to the legislative process, and we're, we ask, what are you trying to accomplish with this legislation? Mm-hmm. Let us help you make this legislation something that is very good 
and that will withstand the test of time. Because too often, um, those unintended consequences can can create um, unconstitutional provisions, perhaps, in, in legislation that's being passed. So that's, that is a very small answer to a very <laughs> large thing yeah. that I think our association does. And, and they, they do so beautifully, but unfortunately, that's not what gets into the news. That's not Sorry. what gets into the press. What sells the newspaper, so to speak, is the bad stories, the, the, the one-offs, the lawyers who just, for whatever their reasons, have, have gone rogue and don't do what they're supposed to do. But that's what people want to hear about. It's easy to bash lawyers. You know, most folks say, I hate all lawyers. Well, except for my lawyer. My lawyer's the best, but I hate all other lawyers. They're greedy. They're always on TV. But what ALA has done, ALAJ has done for so many years, the association, is they try to balance the field. They right. try to bring to the table, so to speak, the equivalent of what the business community, and, and I'm not bashing them, but they typically are on the other side of these things, the insurance companies, that industry, we just try to bring some balance so that Alabamians are, are protected. Now, can you state here on live Facebook, are we going to have any changes? No, I can't even go there with the, <laughs> with the work comp. That's just, that's a whole nother day, another, another discussion for another time. But Gina, let's get back to, I, I want to, I want to take just a couple more minutes. And I'm, of course, I'm talking with Gina Coggin. She is the current now incoming president of the Alabama Association for Justice, ALAJ as it's known. And what they have done, Gina's done beautifully to describe some of those things. But I want to ask you that for the person who's out there who's watching this, who doesn't deal with lawyers, mm -hmm. that really may be scared to talk to lawyers for whatever reason, what should they know about if they have an accident, they're hurt on the job, a car accident, whatever, mm -hmm. it's too easy just to call a billboard uh, advertisement or TV, but what should they know in general when they call, regardless of the lawyer, what may be a couple of questions to get them started in a conversation to see whether or not they need a lawyer? Well, and, and let me let me hit on something you just mentioned mm -hmm. a moment ago. Mm -hmm. So our workers' comp system, mm -hmm. if anyone assumes that people are scamming the system with work comp, they have chosen the wrong system to scam because work comp is not something that is going to make anyone rich. It's not something that's going to make anybody whole. Uh, and we do need changes in the workers' comp system. We've needed them and have tried to make changes since 1995, mm -hmm. at least since I've been involved in it. Mm -hmm. And that's a long time. So. Um, yes, there there do need to be changes in our workers' comp system, um, and and so of course we're striving to see how those changes can happen. Um, but if if I have someone who comes in to see me with let's take first a, a car wreck, a personal injury accident where they've been either rear-ended or t-boned, no fault of their own, someone hits them. Um, People are amazed that the way that damages are built mm -hmm. is based upon the medical treatment that you receive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people will say to me, well, I don't like to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And and I understand because I don't enjoy going yeah. to the doctor either. I mean, I have great friends that are doctors, but who has time for that? Well, mm -hmm. 
you have to pay attention to your body and to every little part that hurts and you need to get every part that hurts checked out. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a really good friend of mine from high school came to see me about a car wreck several months ago. And I said, well, have you had any issues mm -hmm. that you've not really paid attention to that are different? And mm -hmm. lo and behold, she did. Mm -hmm. And as it turned out, she had a fracture oh, that she had never paid attention to because she's one of those hardworking, mm -hmm pull up your bootstraps kind of ladies that's going to always work and do what she needs to do, single mom. So, hey, I got to work. Mm -hmm. She was able then to get the appropriate treatment so that her condition did not get worse. Mm -hmm. And then the recovery for her was a really nice settlement. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing about, not to bash anyone at all, but, but whenever you practice in a particular jurisdiction, it's important for you to know your judges. It's important for you to know the people in the community if it's a if it's an actual jury trial. Um, I, Dad and I tried our first jury trial since COVID in May um, in DeKalb County, and where we have a lot of family that lives there. We've done a lot of work there, and um, got a, a really nice. Actually, this was a criminal case. Um, we, we got a not guilty verdict there. We actually had on the jury venire people mm -hmm. that I had represented in workers' comp cases. <laughs> uh, other people that we knew. Mm -hmm. So it's important, I think, for you to be able to have that in your jury venire when you're asking those questions. Mm -hmm. In fact, my comp client said, well, she's not on trial. I don't have a problem with her. Now, she's a great lawyer. Well, you can't pay for that kind of advertisement to a whole jury venire right. who's about to listen to you and wonders mm -hmm. about your credibility. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's very important for you to have a local lawyer mm -hmm. who knows their venue, who knows the people mm -hmm. in the community, and who has that kind of outstretched mm -hmm. um, credibility built, back in, built in already. Yeah. Secondly, if you're dealing with a workers' comp case, it is critical, as you know, mm -hmm. for your injured worker to report every part of their body that hurts. Mm -hmm. Because you may say, well, gosh, my arm is fractured and mm -hmm. that's the thing that's giving me the, heart, the, the most pain right now. Mm -hmm. Well, it may have resulted from a fall and later on you've mm -hmm. got back problems and you don't talk about those back problems until a month later when your arm is healing and that pain is subsiding some. Mm -hmm. And then they'll deny that aspect of the injury. That sounds you know like that. three of my cases right now. Yeah, exactly. We mm -hmm. have, I can't tell you how many cases that mm -hmm. we're battling that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 this was part of the injury in the beginning. Oh, well, they didn't mention it. And mm -hmm. it's not in that form. Here's mm -hmm. the other thing about lawyers who know the judges in your community. Mm -hmm. Workers' comp cases, mm -hmm. as you know, but many of you may not, are decided by a judge here in Alabama. If you have a lawyer that knows that judge, that knows the judge's tendencies, that knows how the judge is going to rule on certain things, then you have a step up mm -hmm. from a lawyer who doesn't know that information. Mm -hmm. Or a lawyer perhaps that hasn't tried cases in front of the judge that no. has your case, because that judge will say, hey, this, this lawyer is is well-versed in what they're doing, knows what they're doing, and does a good job. It makes yeah. all the difference in the world, it's, as you know. It's, it's just like going to any other professional, whether you're going to a doctor or any, do your homework. Yes. There's, there's a lot of information out there, whether it's on Google, 
or other lawyer-related sites where you can do your research. Get into Facebook. You can read all about your potential new uh, attorneys who you're going to hire. Gina, in closing, we've got one or two more minutes, and I appreciate your time today. This has been a lot of fun. I want to come back to our original topic, and that was your family's uh, firm right. and the approach that your dad and you have taken to represent clients, the approach that you uh, and what the way you present yourself in the community. And not every client we have is going to be happy 100% with everything we've done. Sure. In fact, we all, even the best of lawyers, even the Gina Coggins of the world, clients sometimes get a little sideways with us. And as we do, or as society does now, they take to, to becoming keyboard warriors. Mm -hmm. So here's exactly. my question for you. With the type of practice that you guys have developed and the hundreds if not thousands of clients you've represented, mm -hmm. how do you guys, how do your dad and you and the firm, how do you deal with adverse reviews, adverse criticism in the community for work that you've done or maybe in their eyes didn't do what you know their sure. expectations were? Sure. And like you just mentioned, there will be some people who are never happy um, because a judge may rule against them or um, they may not get what they thought they should be able to get even though the law does not allow it under work comp right. or things of that nature. Um, communication is always very important. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes you don't know about it until they do go and, and they type something in. And um, we, you know, I think what we try to do is we try to follow back up with those clients mm -hmm. and see if there's anything that we can do to assist them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, again, they just want people to hear them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't understand that the thing that they're asking is not something they can get out of their case. The long, the long and short of it, though, is this. You have to be true to yourself, and you have to just say, I, I, if someone's not happy, I'm so sorry that you're not happy. I wish we could do something to make this better for you, uh, but because of these limitations, we cannot. There's no other way for us to recover. I, I actually had someone one time... We tried the case, it was a workers' comp case, and um, we, we, we got a permanent total award, which means they were totally mm -hmm. disabled. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, if you are totally disabled and drawing Social Security, mm -hmm. and you receive an award mm -hmm. like that, it's going to offset mm -hmm. that Social Security. And, mm -hmm. and so we also represented them in their Social Security hearing. Mm -hmm. And this is a gentleman from up, um, not in this county or the adjacent county, another county, and, and he's like, I just don't like this. And, and, and I understand that you don't like it. We don't this. like it either. I don't like it for you either. But, you know, ultimately it was like, I cannot make Social Security stop the offset. And, and so I think you just have to, I have had about six conversations with that client since then. And I think it just all goes back to let's just communicate with them. Let's just let's just spend the time for him to come in mm -hmm. and for me to say to you one more time, I'm so sorry, but Social yeah. Security is going to continue to do this. Yeah. And and you won, but I understand you feel like you lost, mm -hmm. and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Again, they just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. They they just are not very accepting of the the situation, but it is what it is. You did the best job that you could. Gosh, we, we're out of time. We're already there. And Gina, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. 
uh, Gina Coggin and her dad John have the Coggin Law Firm here in Gadsden, and it's a family-based and faith-based practice, and they do it so beautifully here in, in this side of our, our state, on the eastern side, and really other parts of the state as well. But uh, again, Gina, thank you for your time. I wish thank you the you very much. best this year as Madam President. Thank you, sir. I know we are in good hands with you and, and your firm here. But guys, that's going to do it for another Number Law Live. Normally it's each Tuesday, but we did a little work around this week. Gina's schedule allowed us to come in on Wednesday. We're here in person. We haven't done one in person in quite a while, thanks to the it's pandemic. Fun. It is. Yes. It certainly is. But catch us again in each Tuesday, 10 o'clock Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. You guys have a safe week, and we'll catch you another time. Y'all be Bye -bye. well.